Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social Podcast, episode 27. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things digital, social media, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by my free 20-page ebook with 100 really practical social media tips for your business. Grab them at steviesayssocial.com forward slash ebook. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 27 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. This episode should probably be called Stevie Says SEO because today I am talking to Carly Plowman from Technobird all about how to basically make the most of SEO in your business. And I'll get into it in the episode, but I am recently very super passionate about the impact and effect that SEO can have on a business because I have experienced it myself. I have one blog post on my website, which is driving at the moment over a thousand hits to the website per day. And that really excites me, right? So I'm really kind of keen for you guys to stop shying away from SEO, stop thinking that, you know, it should be put in the too hard basket and really start to dedicate some good time and energy to getting yourself sorted. So in this episode, Carly and I talk about pretty much everything to do with SEO from what it is and why it should matter, um, why the focus is on keywords and why it should be on a lot more than that 
what the main fundamentals are, whether you need a WordPress website in order to be successful with SEO, uh, how you create a SEO-friendly blog post, how you go about link building, and much, much more. Now, Carly has also been really generous and put together an SEO cheat sheet. So if you want to drive traffic to your website using SEO, get more clients using SEO, and you're kind of keen on the content in this episode, you are going to want to get your hands on this cheat sheet. So to get that, head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash 27 and download it over there. And remember, do it now. You will be probably out and about and you'll forget to do it if you don't do it now. (laughs) Stevie says social.com forward slash 27. So guys, I will stop talking. Let's get into today's episode with Carly. It is a good one. So let's go. Hey, Carly, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Stevie. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you on. I am a new SEO convert. I literally had never really focused on it before and just recently literally changed to a WordPress site and started focusing on keywords and little things like that. And I've already seen spikes in my traffic. So super keen for everyone else to know a little bit more about SEO. Yeah, well, I can talk about it all day long. So I'm really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's start with a little bit about you um, and what you do. Sure. So um, I've been in this business, Technobird, for about five years now um, and it all started with the whole cliche, I was on maternity leave, hated my job at the time um, and I had sort of 12 months where I could decide if I wanted to go back to a job that I hated and wasn't fulfilled in in life and non-creative but paid well um, or or I could change my life basically and do something for me um, while I could raise my kids at the same time and did I know at the time that was going to be web design and digital marketing? Absolutely not. I had no idea. (laughs) I um, (laughs) It all just sort of stemmed from um, putting my hand up for a local, I was on the local football netball committee at the time and they had a really bad website um, and they wanted somebody to put their hand up to volunteer to sort of turn it around and create it into this online hub for them. And nobody put their hand up. Everyone looked away as if they didn't hear the question kind of thing. <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh, stuff it. Like, you know, this could, stuff be, this could be fun, something new. I've, you know, always sort of been interested in learning it. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and then I went and met with the guy that originally uh, created the site and I really didn't like what he had done and I just thought, Mike, I reckon I could do better than that. <laughs> Love um, that. No idea why I thought that because I'd never done it before. Um, <laughs> so I went away and learned. Basically, I taught myself how to design websites, um, a lot of research, a lot of practicing of, you know, fake websites and um, just hobby websites for, for a family friend. And the more I learned, the more um, – sort of natural it came to me like I just sort of stumbled upon this natural ability to design sites and put a website together that I didn't know I had Um, and I just loved it like absolutely loved it and thought oh this is this could be something because you know everyone's going to need a website websites are never going to go anywhere it's a sustainable business idea give it a go why not have a crack and if it doesn't work it doesn't work so 
yeah, that's where it all sort of started from. And in the last five years, it's become, you know, more than just websites. I do a lot of SEO consulting and digital marketing coaching and, um, yeah, other sort of arms of digital marketing as well, which just sort of happened in the last five years. So, yeah, that's sort of where it all came from. And I've got two kids and I work from home and amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's just, um, it's definitely a good life. So good. And it's so funny because like people always ask me, you know, how did you learn about social media and how did you learn about marketing? And I'm like, I literally just kind of, you know, got obsessed with it and started researching it. And it sounds like it's the same for you. Exactly. Yep. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And I think that's like, I don't know, with anything to do with digital marketing, I don't think a uni degree is going to teach you the things that you need to know. I think that you learn by getting in there and doing it over and over and over again. Absolutely. I I considered doing like a TAFE course or some kind of course that taught me everything I needed to know, but the thought of going back to uni was not an exciting Appealing. (laughs) So I went, "Mm, no, I might just, you know, do my own research and do a few workshops or online, you know, courses and, and just practice, just create dummy websites and, you know, it doesn't yep. matter because they're not going to be published. So, yeah. And then I got a couple of really cl- uh, early on clients who I charged like $0 for. <laughs> oh, everyone's done that. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. Uh, well, you know, I had to start somewhere. Everyone does. Totally. So, yeah. um, you know, and I got really good feedback from them and it just felt right at the time. So, um, yeah, the more I practiced and the the longer, um, you know, the more I researched and all that kind of stuff, the the better I got at it. And I still like, you know, look at websites I did a year ago and go, oh my God, I, you know, I could do a bit that's better. Than that. <laughs> but, you know, that's, um, that's part and parcel of digital marketing. It changes every bloody week. So totally. you just got to keep up with it really or get your yeah. time. Let's talk about SEO. Sure. Um, so that's obviously a big part of what you're doing mm-hmm. now. And I always stalk your social media and <laughs> I love your website as well in terms oh. of the information that about SEO, yeah, um, especially given my current obsession with it. So I guess tell us what it is and why it matters. Sure. So I, I like to keep a short version because you can explain what SEO is and it can take you an hour, but I like to keep things really simple um, in everything that I do. So the way I best explain SEO is that it's basically um, the practice of being found or getting found on Google or search engines in a nutshell. Um, Yeah. So like one of, there's a really good saying that I like to use um, and that is, you know, having a website is like, or not having a, having a website without SEO is like having a billboard in the desert. Nobody's going to see it. Um, Totally. Yeah. And it always makes people go, oh, right. You know that I get it now just from that one little quote. Um, but yeah, so SEO is basically the practice of getting your website or getting found on Google, primarily on page one, um, of Google. Um, there are lots of different arms of SEO that go into that. And, you know, that can include obviously, you know, having a website that's optimized for SEO, um, social media, link building and email marketing and all, you know, Google AdWords, there's lots of different arms to it. Um, yeah. but yeah, primarily that's what SEO is, but why does it matter? Um, again, the whole in the desert billboard in the desert thing, if you have a really cool website, that's pretty and functions well and whatnot, but 
you don't have any traffic coming to it, you don't put an effort into building that traffic or getting your website found, then you're likely to not have a very successful website um, and not, you know, rank well on Google specifically for your, you know, targeted keywords. So yeah, yeah if you, if it matters to you to be found on Google and build your business and bring in new products, uh, bring in new service or sell products, then um, SEO really should matter to you. There's so many businesses I think that know that it matters, but it's almost like it's overwhelming and it's easy. And, you know, obviously I think social media is important. I work in social media, but they kind of, and I used to do this, went down the track that, you know, you post on social media as a way of driving traffic and that can be great, but SEO is kind of like, you know, it's a longer term play, obviously, and that's potentially one of the ones, but it can just deliver over and over and over again, can't it? Yeah, it can. And it's it's funny, like when you say SEO kind of feels overwhelming, it, it, that is the general consensus. And that's um, something I'm trying to sort of break down for people that it's not as scary and overwhelming and, and um, you know, difficult as it may originally seem. But it does yeah. require, <clears throat> pardon me, it does require constant attention. You do have to babysit it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a set and forget type of thing um, and it can change really often. So you yeah. have to be sort of on top of what's working in SEO at the moment and then in a week's time that same thing may not be working. But Oh, God. Yeah, I know, right? But there, is, there are definitely fundamentals that will probably never go away with SEO like having a completely optimised website that will never change. But there are things. Let's dive into yeah, that. Sure. Like, what are the, I guess, the core fundamentals? Because mm-hmm. I know, like, when I used to think of SEO, I'd think of like keywords yep. and making sure that I was using the right keywords. And to be honest, that's as far as my understanding <laughs> went. And I kind of know now that there's more involved in it. But yep. I guess what would be helpful is an overview of all of those kind of key fundamentals. Yeah. Sure. So keywords are definitely a big player in SEO. So that means what kind of words do you think that people would type into Google to find your particular business and get value out of your business? Um, Back in the day, it used to be singular words, like people might just type in social media. Um, And if you imagine putting that into Google now, you're not likely to get found on page one because it is far too vague of a keyword. So if I was wanting to find a social media expert in Brisbane, I would literally type in keywords into the back end of my website, social media expert, pardon me, Brisbane. That that is actually that actual whole sentence. So they're called long tail keywords. Um, And so so, like what if you, like if you, so I kind of get like if I went social media expert Brisbane, but then like what about if, you know, people are searching for um, how do I update my Facebook business page? Like it's kind of things like that as well. Yeah. Potentially. Well, probably that would come from blog posts because blogging is quite a large part of SEO these days as well. So if you had done a blog post on that exact topic and those keywords were actually within the body text or in the headline, then that'll yep. help your overall SEO and help you to get found for those keywords. Um, right. So, yeah. And that's how I'm finding I'm getting traffic at the moment, like with the small amount of SEO that I've done. Like I have a couple of blog posts that people are obviously just searching 
for those particular terms. Yep. And then they're coming over to that blog post and then they're clicking around and like sending me inquiries. And I'm like, far out. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, blogging is a great way to get keywords out there because you yep. can put them not only in the body text, but also in the tags of your blog <clears throat> pardon me, or in the page title. Um, and that will be, that usually gets picked up by Google as well. And also yep. shareability, you know, people love to share the different blogs on different websites and through other social media accounts. So yep. yeah, there, there is a great, there's lots of great reasons why blogging is good for keywords and something I probably actually should pay more attention to myself. <laughs> I do have a blog, but oh my gosh, I will put my hand up and admit that I'm not the best at updating it. Keeping it updated. But now yeah, I'm just giving myself a, a little kick in the bum from that. Totally. <laughs> You'll do it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so does that, like, I will get back to the other fundamentals yeah, in a sec, sure. but I'm just curious, if people are um, sharing content on social media, does that have an impact on SEO? It depends if that content is valuable to your right. audience. So that's it really does come down to whether your content and what you're putting out there is providing something of value to your target yep. audience. If it's not, then it's not likely to get shared, it's not likely to get seen, not likely to right. get used. So it doesn't so it shares and likes and engagement definitely. that's being picked up. Absolutely. Yeah, Google cool. notices all of that. So awesome. it definitely does help. Yeah. So what about the other fundamentals besides keywords? Yep. So when it comes to your website, because like I said, there's no point having a non-optimized um, website because Google will instantly go, well, you haven't made any effort with it. So that doesn't really help us. Um, right. But the main sort of things when it comes to technical SEO um you know, image optimization is a big one um, because that. So is that how big your images are? Well, yes, because that and having um, titles and alt titles on your images. So that all sort of comes down to site speed as well. So that's the biggest thing that I see um, with websites is you could have these gorgeous images um, on there and your website looks amazing because of them. But if they, if they're large file sizes, that will really increase the speed. I mean, decrease the speed of your site. Um, And Google want to want a website to load within three seconds that they sort of do anything more than three seconds is too long. Um, So yeah. So image optimization refers to, you know, good quality, images but also good file sizes but they also want to see um image uh, alt titles sorry on each of your images because google can't actually look at a photo and understand what it is they have to read about what it is so yeah it just helps as well again with keywords that's also um, an important thing to remember to put your keywords into image alt titles Um, so yeah a lot of people also fall down on that as well because quite often they'll just upload the photo. It might be good file size, but the file name is not even words. It's symbols and numbers that don't make sense. So Google don't understand that either. Um, Right. And so do you recommend in terms of that, like having like one keyword and then you kind of use it in the alt tag, in the headline? I would. How does it work? I would use the keyword that fits the image. I wouldn't just right. like load all my keywords into the title because the title still has to make sense. So yep. if you can put in, you know, a short phrase, I suppose, or two or three or four words that include your keyword, but also describes the image, then that's best practice. Sure. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. 
And so how do you get your image sizes smaller? Is there an easy way to do that? Well, there is, but a lot of the a lot of website platforms, like I know Shopify have their own inbuilt image um, resizer and they also have apps that you can um, use that automatically resize images. But the, yep. if, you, if your website platform doesn't have, I mean, something like that, you could use programs like PicMonkey. That's quite a popular yep. one. Um, it's, okay. I think it's free, it used to be free to use. It might be a subscription now. Um, and I actually often use that when uploading my own images to my own cool. website. Um, yep. And there's other ones, other free ones out there called, um, I think it's called resizer.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's plenty cool. of them. So you just put them in there, get the file size smaller yeah. and then upload it exactly. to WordPress yep. or whatever your like website is. Yep, exactly. Yep. Okay, yep. cool. Um, so we've got keywords, we've got image size. Yep. What other fundamentals are there? Okay, so when it comes to technical SEO, there are things like um, page titles. So each yep. page of your website needs to have an appropriate title that explains what that page is about. Um, yep. The other thing is meta descriptions. Um, so that is a technical SEO term um, where it actually describes what um, not only what each page is about but what your website is about. So when you go into a Google search and you get some results come up, you'll see, usually you'll see the name of the business or the name of the business and then the page and then the text under it is what is the yeah. meta description is. Um, yep. And that usually, if that's done well, because people will always read that meta description in order to think if that website is actually going to help them with what they're looking for. Um, right, the yeah. more, you know, optimized that is and the more convincing that description, meta description is, the more likely they're going to click on it um, if they think your site's going to help you. So that's super important okay. as well. So is that like, does that have a technical aspect or is that just like, you know, humans when they're like looking on Google yeah. will make a decision based on that text? Humans, definitely. So if it makes sense, it it explains what the website is about or what that particular page that came up in Google search results is about. Um, yeah. And if they feel like that is what they're looking for, they're more likely to click on it. So as, as long as humans can read it, the, the better. <laughs> yeah, cool. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> um, the other things I I guess um, for technical SEO, uh, heading tags. Um, heading tags are kind of like headlines for each page. Yep. So it basically just has to explain what each page is about. Um, sure. And then good quality content. Should you use keywords in your heading tags? Yeah, if it makes sense to, um, definitely. Yeah. If, only if it makes sense. That's the thing. Like people can get a bit too caught up in putting their keywords in all different areas of their site when they don't really need to. Um, sure. As long as it makes sense to put them in there, then absolutely put them in there. Doesn't Google um, penalise websites that just kind of like put a million yes. of the same keyword in yes yeah. they do um it's yep. called keyword stuffing and right. millions of years ago it used to work <laughs> right um, but it does not anymore and I don't yep. think people understand that yeah I think they feel like yeah. the more they the more they put their keywords into their site in all different areas then Google are going to go oh it must be must be a good must be on point yeah everywhere but no that's a really old practice now don't recommend that right I've actually got um so since I've moved over to WordPress I've got this plugin that I read somewhere that I should have and it's called Yoast um to see uh, for SEO and basically what it does is like which I love you put the keyword for the particular blog post in and then you kind of pepper that keyword through the actual post 
And then it comes up with a little green light if you've used it the right amount of times without going overboard. And I'm like, oh, that is amazing. Yeah, Yoast is great. And I think, you yeah. know, we use, we do um, add Yoast to every WordPress site that we have as well because it's, it's yeah. probably the main or the main player for um, SEO apps within WordPress. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. The green light effect is really good. It, it tells you what to do, how to do it, and if you've done it right. And if not, then it gives you a red light and you just go and fix it, whatever they say to fix. So, yeah, Yoast is really important for everyone who's got a, a WordPress site to install. And I guess I guess that's kind of the big benefit of a WordPress site, isn't it? Because I moved from Squarespace to WordPress a little while ago and it wasn't necessarily for SEO benefits and I don't know if it's a coincidence, but since then I have had um, obviously more SEO. It might just be that my site's been around for longer, who knows, but what do you recommend around that? Do you recommend people have a WordPress site? What do you think about, you know, Squarespace and other platforms? Oh, well, this what is a huge topic in SEO land <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. something that I in the past used to get really argumentative about because yeah. the only reason though is because I don't Google do not discriminate against what website platform that you use. Google will not look at a WordPress site and go, oh, great, it's WordPress. Let's bump them up in the Google ranks and put them on page page one um, or if they look at your website and go mm, no that's Wix we better not put that in the Google ranks because it's not WordPress they don't do that they don't discriminate right. at all yeah um, you know and I, I, there's been a Google representative go on the record to say that they don't do that also um, right. so you know the whole WordPress is best for SEO debate is probably never going to go away but I'm definitely not a diehard WordPress fan. We do use it. Yes. But my personal preference is I will build a website for a client depending on their own needs. So if they yep. don't need, if they need a website that's mostly, you know, informational, they don't need many plugins, that's not very technical, then I'll either suggest yep. Squarespace or Wix, um, especially yep. if they're also beginners and learning how to do manage their own website, then that's always a great start. Yeah, and that's where I started. I started with Squarespace and it was great for that. And then I had more needs and I moved to WordPress. Well, exactly. And you you can always change. I mean, it's not... I don't recommend changing platforms all the time because there are there can be a lot of um, downfalls to that, especially when it comes to 301 redirects and making sure all your links work. Properly. I actually experienced exactly that. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it can be, you know, that part of SEO can be quite overwhelming and super technical. Um, yeah. But it's, if, you know, if you need to change platforms because you need, you know, more apps or specific features that your current one doesn't provide, then you should definitely go down that path. Um, sure. But, yeah, so that makes sense. With, with WordPress, you know, they do have, especially with diehard WordPress fans who will tell you, you know, all day long that that is the best platform, don't ever use Squarespace, don't ever use Wix as <laughs> SEO, is such a lie these days because yeah. it comes down to your optimised your optimized website and whether you've gone to the effort of actually doing that and putting in place all the things Google wants you to have in place. And each platform has its own, have their own, you know, SEO plugins and apps and all that sort of thing. Um, But as long as you go to the effort of doing it and then also making the effort with other arms of SEO, like your social media, like your link building, then it doesn't matter whether you're with WordPress or Squarespace. It's just about the effort that you put into it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. Good. Um, (laughs) That actually brings up a good point, though. You just mentioned link building, which I think is probably a good one to go into now. I know that that can be really, really important when it comes to SEO. Explain, I guess, a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so link building is where you have links to your website that come from other reputable, authoritative-like websites. Um, yep. So basically if, you're, if your website is linked on another person's website, it's them vouching for you. It's saying this website yeah. is good. It will give you value. Here's the link. Go and check it out. Um, sure. And Google put a lot of emphasis on um, really good authoritative-type links. Um, again, an old practice used to be just putting your website on every every kind of dodgy website or directory or online whatever's, um, the more links, the better. And Google would go, oh, wow, look, there's a thousand links going to this website. It must be good. And they didn't really take notice of the type of link it was or the website it was coming from, whether it was a quality link or a dodgy link. They didn't care then, but now they actually do look at your links um, and whether it makes sense, you know, for a link on one website going to yours, if that makes sense or if it's going to help the target audience. Um, Right. So it's all about quality now more than quantity. So when you say quality, do you mean, number one, whether it's a good fit? So like, for example, if my website was on social media examiner, it's a good fit because it's a social media website. But then also, I guess, uh, what's the word for it? I guess the authority yep. of the website yeah so google yeah. will place authority on on different different domains and different websites um so right. if you can place your your link on, a, on what they determine to be a high authority website the better it is for your link building practices and the better that will help your overall seo right and so how do you go about doing that um it's not as easy as what people might think um no I can imagine like it does require you doing some thinking about what um type of websites you would want your own link to be on um so for you for example having the social media examiner makes total sense um to have you know a link on their website to yours because it's the same industry but there Mm -hmm. are some you know there are some sort of no-brainer links that you could use also for so things like having your link on social media pages is a no-brainer on all of them making sure they're all correct is another good one um and then there's other things like um online directories like Yelp or Yellow Pages are really good. Um, yep. True Local, those types of directories because people do okay. still use them. Uh, those yep. kind of websites and the other ones, um, the other ones you could use um, possibly like your local Shire because our like our local Shire here have an, a business directory online, which a lot of people go to to find other businesses, you know, in our area. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, yeah, so that's a that's kind of a an easy sort of link to get as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's going out and contacting those people. Yeah. But then I guess the other side like, is it like is it guest blogging? Is it like yes. asking if you can like content for different websites? Yes, guest blogging is probably the biggest one um, for LinkedIn. Yep. Um, it's such a popular practice these days to do guest blogging. Um, but yep. again, it has to make sense for you to guest blog on somebody else's blog that's also related or has the same or similar target audience. Like it wouldn't make any sense for you to do a guest blog on like a, a chef's website or I don't know, you no. know what I mean. That's probably not the best example actually. But <laughs> no, I get it. 
But um, yeah, as long as it makes sense and as long as your your guest blog post targets their audience and your audience, then the sure. better. So and it also yeah. does them a favor as well because you're probably going to link it on your own website or your own socials to promote that guest blog post as well. So it's Got a two-way it. street. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like, I guess it's good karma, yeah, it isn't is. it? Like it kind of works both ways. Yeah, exactly. yep. <laughs> yeah. And so in terms of like a strategy for people, do you recommend kind of like having a focus on doing that like once a month or like once a fortnight or like how long does it take to get traction oh, with that? How long is a piece of string? <laughs> Give me the answer. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> there is no answer, unfortunately. And that's the, I guess that's the beauty of SEO. Like it's not you have to have patience. It's not a quick fix yep. thing. It's not like, oh, I've got to optimize website. So t- now, so tomorrow or next week, I'll be on page one. It's yeah. it's not, um, there's no guarantee that you'll actually get on page one, to be honest. And that might kick oh. people in the face hearing that, but um, it's yeah. the truth. I mean, you can, yeah. it, it does require patience, trial and error, mm. Um, you know, and changing things and adapting to change all of the time. But I I can't guarantee it. But if you do put in that effort, usually Mm -hmm. you will see results eventually. (laughs) And I I guess it's more kind of focusing on those, like rather than social media, for example, Mm -hmm. focusing on like, you know, social media expert Brisbane or those less likely to be crazy big search terms. Yeah, exactly. Like it's good to have a variety of them as well. Um, I suppose if you, if you think about what your audience might be typing into Google to find your type of service or your type of business, the better. Um, but also ask people as well. Like there's no harm in just asking your tribe on Facebook, Hey, what would you guys put into Google if you were looking for totally that's a great point just ask them and there you go yeah the easiest way to figure out keywords is just to ask your audience what they would use I love that I'm gonna do that (laughs) and so I guess one thing that people might be asking like considering that it is so like hit and miss and it's a long-term play and it's not one of those things that is just like a quick win like I guess people are wary of, um, and, and rightly so, there's a lot of dodgy SEO people, but wary of people that come in and say, you know, we can get you to page one of Google oh and it's gosh. so quick and easy. Like, it's not. It's just, <laughs> yeah. If someone says that to you, hang the phone up, run out the door, <laughs> run away screaming. Like nobody yeah. can guarantee that. It is impossible, impossible to do that. Even if you paid you know, a million dollars to Google AdWords, they can't guarantee that you'll get on page one. It's just impossible. So, you know, if if someone, if, and usually it comes from people who, and I know a lot of people have the same problem that they get spammed with just, you know, emails from nobody, people, so many of those emails, so-called SEO experts, um, saying that they can get you on to page one. Um, it's just not the case. I mean, it's a, like you said, it's a long-term thing. It's not an overnighter, um, and it may never happen. So yeah, if you ever come across someone that says I can get you on page one, uh, even they may have even done it before. They may have had clients that they've got on to page one, but I guarantee yeah. you it didn't didn't happen overnight and it probably cost them a shitload to do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So do you think like how do you think that a small business should approach it? Like do you think it's something, number one, that they can do themselves or 
And or number two, if they do want someone to help them because they don't have the time and resources, what capacity can someone help them in? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I guess it's a two-prong question. Yeah, well, exactly. There's there's two ways to go about it. If you want to learn it yourself and save money, but that also requires you to put time and patience and effort into it, um, that is definitely something that you can do yourself. Um, it, yeah. it does require learning. Um, it does mm-hmm. require research. It does require you maybe putting it together a strategy, um, you know, in the beginning for sure so that, you know, you yeah. have a sort of a plan of attack. Um, and there's a lot of great resources out there to learn SEO. Um, one of my favorites and, you know, I hail her as the SEO queen and that's Kate Toon. Um, everybody, yeah. I think most people know who Kate Toon is these days. She has a great, um, a great course that you can do to learn SEO, even if you've never even heard of the word SEO before. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Um, there's you know, and, and they're not free, but they're not super expensive either. But there are also other ways you can learn SEO, and that's just by doing your own research. Get on Google, mm. Google what is SEO, and see where you go with that. But <laughs> yeah, so there's yeah. lots of resources out there that you can do it yourself. There's checklists, there's templates. Yep. Um, if you're willing to put in the effort and the time to learn it. Um, and continue to learn and continue to adapt to changes throughout SEO and digital marketing, totally do it yourself. It'll probably save you, you know, money in the long run. But then on the other side of that, if you just don't have the time and you want someone to invest their their efforts and their time into getting your page or your site found on Google, there are lots of people out there that can help you. But yeah. <laughs> what, should, what should people be looking for in yeah. someone to outsource? Like what sort of things can they help with? Like where do people start? It's a good question. Where do you find an SEO manager? And I reckon a lot of people (laughs) might go to Google for that one. So yeah, true. um, Yeah. So one of the things you should be, or some of the questions you should be asking an SEO manager, you know, one is their experience. Um, Ask Mm -hmm. them how long they've been doing it. What's their track record? Um, You know, can they provide you some case studies and things like that. So sort of proved, prove it that they can do what they say that they can do and yep. is a good start. Um, the other things are looking at reviews as well. Um, people mm-hmm. highly rate reviews even from strangers in all kinds of, yep. um, in all different kinds of ways. But, yeah, looking mm-hmm. at people who have um, worked with that cl- SEO manager before what they've had to say about it don't be afraid of actually you know calling them or sending them an email and be like hey I noticed you worked with so and so I was wondering what your experience was like I'm thinking of working with them and get a real um a real sense of how that worked out for them it's also a good way to um yeah work out whether they'll fit for you or not um yeah but I think also you've got to go off your gut and your instinct as well. So if you you really need to do get along with your SEO manager, and I know for me personally, when I manage clients, especially in SEO or social media, um, I need to treat that business, their business, as if it were my own. Like I have to put my my heart and my head into them, so that I you know, so I want the best results that I can get for them, as if it was my own. Um, I don't know that a lot of, I don't know if other people look at it that way, but I definitely do. Um, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Just for me, I'm all about the, you know, human connection and, um, more so than, you know, 
money or whatever. So yeah, yeah. go off their knowledge, their their track record, their reviews, yeah. their companies, and your gut. You you got feel yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And um, I just know like there's probably a lot of SEO people, the ones that end up in your inbox mm. all the time. They're probably still kind of following pretty shady, outdated oh, yes. SEO tactics as well. Likely. So harmful than helpful what so I feel like is they have to spam the crap out of people they don't know um in order to get work they're not likely yeah. to be very good at what they do at <laughs> so true yeah, so you know the sad yeah. thing is even I still get um you know emails from so-called SEO experts or web designers and developers saying oh we noticed that your page isn't on google or isn't on page yeah. one and they try and make you go oh shit oh I better do something is it yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I remember Kate Toon talking about that as well and like she is on page yeah, one it's not like they a- don't actually know <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you they've not even looked at your website they're you know yeah. delete and ignore block <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so just one more question you said earlier that sort of things are changing obviously a lot when it comes to yeah. SEO and there's some fundamentals that don't yeah. change but is there anything like this year current moment that is I guess something that we need to be aware about oh, or what I has changed in-, in 2018 yeah so you're right there are fundamentals that will never go away and that's uh, like we talked about that just before especially when it comes to SEO uh, website optimization um, that'll never change, making sure you've got all your ducks in a row with your website. But the main thing that's changed in 2018 would have to be mobile first indexing. So mm-hmm. Google now will index your and look at and scan your mobile site before they even look at a desktop site because yeah. I, this isn't new. This everybody now knows or should know that website um mobile use and you know websites looking at websites on mobiles is higher has a higher rate of than people looking at websites on a desktop or a tablet or whatnot yeah so you have absolutely no excuse to not have a mobile friendly website especially if you um you know want to be found on google or if you want to improve your google ranking look at your mobile yeah and pretty much like pretty much all wordpress and squarespace websites and things are mobile responsive yeah but it can be a trap like if you've got a theme that says it's mobile responsive um and you don't but you don't actually go and have a look at it sometimes things can slide out of place or um not look totally great on a mobile website so you may have to go into the mobile site and fix a a few things up um i know which is really good for that um you can edit on a mobile website and a desktop website and literally pick things up and move it around where you want to you can hide certain things you can lay it lay out the website differently on a mobile through Wix. i think it's a really good feature with them um, but that yeah, cool. is the main sort of the main change in 2018. And basically if you don't yeah. have a mobile website, Google will put a big cross next to your name and mm. you know, it's, that's really bad for your overall SEO. Awesome. Thank you, love. That was absolutely that's amazing. Awesome. And I think so many small businesses will get a lot from that. Right, so, I so. I amazing. I love talking about SEO, so anytime. <laughs> so do I. It's my oh, new favorite I thing. I love to hear that. <laughs> Um, so where can people find you if they want to find out more about you and how can you help them out with SEO if they want more, I guess, help? So the usual social media and my website. So my website is thetechnobird.com.au. Um, and there's a bunch of info on there about, 
my services, but um, related to SEO, the main ones um, are my website and SEO audits. Um, So that is basically me picking apart your website and doing an analysis on a bunch of different things, including like the design and user experience, site speed, your technical SEO, and even your copywriting, um, your copy on your SEO and whether that's optimized as well. Though, And then I provide you um, a report on how your website is performing and then a task list of things you need to do in order to completely optimize it um yeah it's a really cool. popular service and um more often than not i usually have people asking um for a more personalized session so um i also now do website and digital marketing coaching sessions um where you can ask me all the questions that you have regarding any any area of digital marketing be it social media be it about link building or seo or websites whatever um and then we have a a chat on the phone or via video and we go over all those questions and basically break those um questions down for you and yeah it's a it's a new service i provide cool. and i'm loving it so far i love that yeah, <laughs> ask carly cool. anything yes ask me anything that's basically what it is <laughs> awesome yeah. thanks love no worries thank you stevie And there you have it, guys. I know that not everyone is as much of a digital marketing nerd as I am, but hopefully you loved that SEO chat as much as I did. I'm just super passionate about the potential for small businesses because I am seeing it myself and there is just so much opportunity. So if you would like a copy of the free checklist that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash 27 and you could grab that. It's basically 10 ways that you can drive more traffic to your website using SEO. And if you liked this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. I would be so grateful. And guys, that's it for me. Until next time, I'll see you then. 